Hello and welcome to The Menopod, a podcast for women, those who manage them, love them and have any reason to need to understand them better. I'm Fiona Furman and I went into the menopause following a full hysterectomy and ovary removal at the end of 2018 when I was 44. This followed 28 years of living with crippling endometriosis, which took 17 years to get diagnosed. So it's been a bit of a journey. And I'm Sam Hadley and I'm a nurse who also works in case management for people that have suffered with catastrophic injury. I went into the menopause following surgery as well, though I wasn't told that was going to be the outcome. And you can hear more about that in our Getting Diagnosed episode. During our chats, we'll be looking at different aspects of the menopause and share some of our experiences. We hope you find it useful and maybe even entertaining. We're not experts, but we'll certainly be sharing some of the learnings that we have taken from people that are experts. So for more info about the pod, have a listen to episode one. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Menopod. So today is the episode that I've been absolutely dreading because today we're talking about exercise, which, as I've mentioned before, I am borderline phobic about. So I find that when I'm struggling with all the other awfulness that menopause brings to the table, the last thing I want to do is drag my sorry self out of bed and get exercising. But that said, I am, as we all are, um, fully aware that apparently getting active can really help alleviate the depression and the low mood that we covered in the last episode due to the endorphins that are released. Though I have to say, um, when I have tried to exercise, I've yet to experience any kind of endorphin rush. I've been led to the conclusion that my body just doesn't make them. Um, and so, of course, we all know the positive impact that that um, exercise has on our overall physical health anyway. So with neither Sam nor I being experts in this field, I think it's safe to say, is it not, Sam? It is. <laughs> we thought we'd better bring, better bring the big guns, big guns in. So we brought, that, brought our own resident expert in. So welcome to the Menopod, Jodie Shaw. Hi, thank you. I'm not sure expert is the uh, correct word, though, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> I think when you look at the, the, the company that you're in, Okay. Yeah, think, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're clearly going to be the expert in the room um, for, for the next little while, that's for sure. So before we get started um, chatting with, with Jodie, um, we just want to give our listeners um, a bit of a heads up, up on what the link is between exercise and menopause. And so for this, we'll go over to our resident healthcare professional. So Sam, what can you tell us about that? Okay. So estrogen promotes lean body mass. So the loss of estrogen during the perimenopause and menopause, plus being sedentary, makes gaining fat a lot easier. See, Fiona, there is something that comes easier with the menopause. Yes. (laughs) And the hormonal changes also direct the fat to where it's stored in your body differently. So you may notice a bit more belly fat than you used to have. So a mixed program, including flexibility, agility, mobility and strength training will benefit our overall health, says Stephen Goldstein, who's a professor of obstetrics and gynaecology. He says we should be trying to work these exercises into our daily routine to make the next phase of our life healthy and productive. So just some ideas. Dancing is really good, low impact exercise that can burn calories and help reduce your muffin top. And it's fun. Um, Zumba, for example, uses Latin rhythms and it's got a fast beat and it's got a hip swaying workout. But if you're not up to that, just put your music on really loud and dance your socks off in your lounge. So swimming's another exercise that's really beneficial for women in the menopause because it's easier on your joints than high impact activities such as running. And when your estrogen level drops during the perimenopause and the menopause, you lose that hormone's protective effect against heart disease. Aerobic exercise can step in to provide its own protective effect. 
So whether you choose swimming or other activities, we should aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate physical activities on most days. But of course, um, we should get the go ahead from our doctors before we begin any new workout routine. Oh my gosh, I reckon if I went to my doctor to say I was starting a new workout routine, they'd probably just fall over. <laughs> you're going to do one. All right. Okay. Then. Yeah, that's right. Unusual. So, um, so all that still seems a little bit bewildering, and I'm not going to lie, for me, it's like a foreign language, um, and you need some real life inspiration, then this is where our guest today can really help us all. So, Jodie and I have worked together before. And during this time, we had um, hysterectomies within about three months of one another. Uh, but before that, we were very much partners in crime in eating all the junk food and general laziness. So as I've said before, we were very much of the why stand when you can sit or walk when you can drive mentality. And I miss that, Jodie. <laughs> so during the first lockdown in, in 2020 um, I noticed from your Insta JD that something had definitely changed there was running going on so um, what happened there? Gosh um, I don't even know what happened to be honest and it's and it's really great actually that you remember um, I almost that old version of me because you know when I try and encourage anybody to to do uh you know any exercise or get into any running now and people are like you know I'm just not a runner and I'm like I can't begin to tell you how that was mm. exactly me um mm. and um I mean I, I definitely probably credit lockdown um and complete and utter boredom um to to probably what I what I got into um but it really just come from a, a place of actually um encouraging my well my 10 year old at the time um and we wanted to do something and I was like, well, do you know what? You can't run and I can't run. So let's just be rubbish at something together. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I mean, actually, when you think about it, the, that first lockdown, exercise was the only thing we were allowed to do, mm -hmm. yeah. wasn't it? So, you know, I think probably we did see a lot of people kind of not me obviously but a lot of other people <laughs> um kind of kind of you know pick, picking that up which, which is brilliant so how did you get started was was couch 5k your first thing because that's that's the first thing I saw you doing yeah it well we did one we did one attempt where we just ran out of the house and was like let's just see how far we mm. can get and then we realized after the first attempt that was not the best approach um having only got to the end of the road so um <laughs> we downloaded the couch to 5k app um and we just went at it we did the you know exactly what it said to do every other day I think for gosh the best part of nine weeks I think it is mm -hmm. um, and I didn't ever know how far we were going to get I didn't know how far I was going to get my son um, and I didn't really know sort of what we would do but um, I genuinely found myself I think kind of probably three or four weeks in thinking I think I quite like it and I don't want to tell anyone I like it because I, I protested so hard about I wasn't going to like it and I hate it and running's awful and you know if you ever see me running then something really bad's happening and something's after me you know <laughs> and um but I did I just started to love it and I loved the mix of doing something I thought I couldn't do um <laughs> doing you know that sense of achievement it got me out um, you know, certainly now it gets me out without the children, which is a massive plus point, if I can be completely honest. Um, <laughs> and that kind of headspace that it now allows me to to kind of have. And, um, you know, I'm probably the fittest and healthiest I've been in my entire life. Um, right. And, um, you know, I, I say it from a place and I feel quite smug sometimes to to say that, but it's it's not it's not necessarily been easy. Um, mm. But I guess to be able to look back on it now, it's um. It, it's great and I don't you know my motivation for keep going is that I didn't ever want to to go back to the start 
so yeah I think you know it doesn't matter whether you how far you get it's just what you what you're able to do what you're able to to enjoy and if that's you know five minutes of running or five minutes of exercise or whether that's a marathon I think you know whatever you can get out and do is great Mm. yeah and I think um I think going back to you know when you said oh I'm glad you remember you know the old version the old version of you <laughs> um, because I think I think for me because you inspired me to take up couch 5k I have yet to complete it I have to admit um but um but it, it, it is exactly that reason so I was like and I remember saying to my husband on the Sunday afternoon when I first saw it, I was like I mean if Jodie's doing it if Jodie's doing the couch 5k I can't think think of a single reason why I can't do it. He was like, "All right, then, love, off you go." Um, because it was, you know, we were so. I mean, the conversation we have in the office where we just we talked about how lazy we were all the time. Oh you know, didn't we? we were always yeah. like, "Oh, gosh. I am." Um, you These know, I looked, I looked at people in awe that you know did exercise, but with you know, as in that's brilliant, but I don't really want to do it. But you know, mm-hmm. you. Um, but um, and that's it. That's what I try and say to people. You know, I I I did feel like that, and I'm. You know, I, I'm not ashamed of a, an old me. I was more, I was more than happy at that point. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but I use it as a reference point because I think so many people I hear say, "Oh, I can't do it," or "I won't enjoy it." Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. actually, everybody I know that has done Couch to Five K, finished it or not, no matter where they've got with it, has at points, you know, whether it be secretly or not, has actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. yeah you're right you're right because you you inspired me to take it up and um my my last year memories on Facebook are driving me mad because I'm like I run for 20 minutes and I'm like oh, I can't do that now um mm-hmm. but um but you know but I, and I didn't well I didn't actually enjoy the running part I was always really pleased with myself and proud of myself after I'd done it mm. and while I struggled with getting my getting my trainers on most days I'd always come out going oh my god I just did that run I'm just blown away by the fact that I even did that and so you're absolutely right it's um you know it it it's that that sense of having done something you wouldn't have done before um, is absolutely massive. But but for you, because for me, couch 5K would be, if I did that, I'd be like, well, I'll just run 5Ks forever and I'll just be thrilled to bits of myself. But for you, it was very much a, a starting point, wasn't it? Because you've now added in other activities. What, what What's the other stuff that you're doing now? Um, so I went to, um, or I still go to a personal trainer a couple of times a week, which um, that really came from a place of when I finished couch to 5K, um, I got... Um, uh, quite bad injuries in both of my knees which right. I subsequently learned that actually quite a lot of people go out and they run but you've got to have a certain amount of strength in your legs to be able to run which you know there was me thinking mm-hmm. I'd you know made a massive achievement by being able to run and now someone's telling me my legs aren't strong enough to run and I was like well what do I do about this so um, mm-hmm. I found a personal trainer who um, I'd found over lockdown who actually was a runner herself um, and went to her really with the sole purpose of being able to continue to to run. And I think it goes back to what I said before about, you know, I felt it was a massive achievement to have got where I I was able to get to. And I really didn't want to stop. Um, so, yeah, I go to a personal trainer now twice a week um, for half an hour, uh, which is absolutely my time limit. I don't know if I could spend a second longer with her. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. Um, but after half an hour, I am completely done. Yeah. Um, so um yeah that's what I do I run three four times a week and then uh, do that twice a week which I don't think I've ever said out loud until now um, <laughs> that makes me sound really good doesn't it that makes yeah me sound really good. amazing yeah you are amazing that blows my mind I just I just keep thinking about sitting in the office and going should we, should we drive three three inches down the road and get a KFC yeah we're not gonna walk yeah we'll just drive and then you go yes yeah, so I've got a personal trainer and then um, yeah I, I'm three to four times a week 
when I first started going to the personal trainer, I kept telling people I was going to a physio because I felt really weird saying, <laughs> I'm just going to my personal trainer or going to my PT. So it, it, hilarious. it feels, and I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of going, but it feels quite no. a weird one to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to my personal trainer this morning it just something that doesn't sit quite comfortably with me so um I always refer to her as my physio um and I mean my family will say to me have you been to the physio today and I'm like yeah yeah that's exactly where I've been so um and I think that's just the change in mindset as well it's you know even though um you know all being quite new it's 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 uh, it's a weird one to say yeah, no, I totally get that. If I heard myself saying I was going to personal training, I'd probably choke on the words, I think. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who said that? But, uh, but that's, really, that's really interesting, though, that you um, that the, the PT is about uh, enabling you to be able to continue to run. It's then not actually two separate things. I thought, oh, she's doing the strength training for this, and she's, and she's also running for that because she's, it's good for her mental health and because she really enjoys it and she's doing proud of herself. That's great. I didn't realise they were quite so inter- interlinked with that. Mm. Yeah, no, That's I, really interesting. I think from what I've learned afterwards, and I think with anything that kind of I've done, I've kind of gone into it and learned afterwards. And I think, you know, the hysterectomy and the menopause is probably the, the biggest lesson of all of them. But, um, you know, I I thought if I can run, then I can then I can run. And Couch to 5K is a phenomenal program for being able to get you to to run and to structure you to in it. And, you know, you find yourself weeks in going, oh, this this actually works. You know, mm-hmm. you we're doubting it the entire time to then mm-hmm. be told, you know, OK, you've done it. But, you know, you've you've not got the strength. I think that's the common um that's the common bit that's missing with it and it doesn't mention anywhere else about things that you should be doing extra and and to be honest with you I think if if I'd have gone into it and somebody said to me oh you know alongside doing this you also need to do this this and this I I probably Mm. wouldn't have done it Mm. um you know it's just kind of hindsight and maybe there are some other people that maybe can I know lots of runners that don't do any level of strength training and and maybe they're they're lucky or or whatever else but for me that just kind of wasn't the journey that that I had um so you know by able to to go to physio and or I did actually initially go to physio that's not me using that word now but I did go to physio (laughs) uh, to find the problems with it and then learn that I needed to keep the strength up um and I've loved it and I think it's now the process of you know it's a couple of times a week the personal trainer that I go to um is is brilliant so I re- you know I really enjoy actually spending time with her she's very funny she's got brilliant choice in music we have a laugh while we're there um and kind of some of that pretentiousness that maybe I had associated with personal trainers and not even being able to say the word like I said um mm-hmm. is not there and and I enjoy it and I think for me I I have I have to enjoy it to be able to continue mm-hmm doing it at the minute I don't find it fun I'm completely out and I think that's been my mm. problem with exercise up until this point I just I never really found anything that I, I actually enjoyed and I think that's the only reason I've been able to continue through with this is because I do enjoy it and it does give me the space that I need to just be on my own or away from the kids or whatever way you want to look at it but you know just kind of out on my own with with those mm. thoughts yeah and so and so that's would you say that's the main difference it's made for you that that time for yourself or is is there something else that you think is is right up there along alongside that the the important change the important difference that that taking up exercise has has made for you in your life in your sort of menopause journey or yeah I think it is just that time out I mean I think I, I do know that it's doing something good for me I mean I watched a program many years ago I think when I first went into this um and they were doing they were doing a 
uh, an experiment on some menopausal women and, and the effects of exercise on their body. And they said in this program that actually things like high impact exercise and running in particular, that the, the people that that did that in this experiment, that the um, their bone health, because we talk about obviously osteoporosis and things like that, mm-hmm. was actually better and better for you in those people that did high impact activity. And I remember thinking, well, that's madness. I can't believe that, that, you know, almost the harder impact you put on your bones, the better it would be. Now, I might be wrong, and that program may not be, you know, Sam, you might be able to, to give me any insight on on that. But actually, they, they there's, there's a lot of studies out there to be able to say that, you know, because of the onset of osteoporosis and the risks that you face, you know, through menopause, whether you're on HRT or not, that mm. the exercise does have a, you know, a really good benefit on your body Mm. from being able to do that so um I think knowing that I do that is hopefully helping my body unless I've you know going on something that's completely wrong uh but yeah the 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 time out is is definitely one of the best things for me brilliant and so um and as as I said inspired by you as I was and continue to be um just over a year ago I I took up catch 5k and then um because because I'm rubbish and I mean so many ways but um we had that yikes we had that um uh heat wave didn't we and that was just like oh no I can't run in this but we know where I was I think I've said before you know I just literally couldn't even blink in that in that heat without wanting to pass out it was just hateful um and so that kind of and then I just dropped away completely from it so how do you stay motivated because I've seen you going out running in fog and wind and rain and sunshine and 25 degrees like you are you are an unstoppable fitness machine which as I say out loud sounds bizarre to me um but you are you're incredible so how how do you stay motivated is it just because you know what it's doing for you yeah I you know when I first started doing it we did it you know obviously last summer when the weather was phenomenal right um Mm. and it was really warm so I think we we I got used to running in in the heat and that was kind of normal um and then I remember entering into the winter thinking well I'm not really sure I want to do this anymore you know it's raining it's cold it's this is awful but actually having Mm. run through all of the winter um I now actually prefer the the cold and the rain than I do to the heat which I never thought I would say only from a running perspective by the way um (laughs) but I think I think it goes back to what I said before I I already know through having certain injuries that I've had even running over the last 18 months that even two or three weeks out makes mm. going back harder. Mm. Um, and I, I get, I probably get a little bit frustrated when I then go to run again and I find it harder. And I think the harder I find it, the less I enjoy it. So I, mm. I think the motivation came from a, you know, if I continue and, and I feel stronger and, then then it will be easier to be able to run so that's been kind of the motivation to keep to keep going um and mm-hmm. almost just that sense of achievement and not wanting to um and not wanting to let it go you know i think that's that's it but i i personally love running in the rain now and the cold which again is just ridiculous i'd hate me if i was listening to me saying that <laughs> um but i do i just i think once i'm out in it it's fine but that kind of you know i think there was a, it's a getting sense. out isn't it there's that saying, isn't there? I think if you if you get manage to get your trainers on and you lace up, then you're you're you know you're halfway there at that mm. point, mm. and that absolutely is the case. I think if you can just go and don't get me wrong, I've sometimes put all the gear on and I've looked out and then I've waited for it to stop raining and then before I know it, three or four hours have passed and then you're like, oh my god, I'm really mm. going to have to go now. Um, or some days I haven't and I've absolutely just stayed, um, you know. And on those days where I really can't be bothered, I I just don't go. I don't ever put too much pressure on myself to 
to do it but I know I want to go um and and ultimately that's what I'll what I'll do so yeah I think it's just I don't know really I think I've just maybe got into a bit of a flow with it and it's become a routine and it's become habits and I you know I think once you form those habits um then they're probably just a bit easier aren't they to to continue with Mm. yeah I I suspect you're absolutely right I think it probably is about habit it's about just you you take away from what you did there I think you've done brilliantly you say you hadn't finished it but you got out and you did it and you you know you run up and down the street and the same you know the same (laughs) the same routes and I think it was brilliant you know my Strava's amazing isn't it Jodie my Strava's really fascinating to look at when I first looked at it and thought she's doing this around her garden is she really doing that around her garden um you know absolutely hilarious but you you still got out and did it you know I think you take you know you're hard on yourself you did good thank you well you've inspired me I'm I'm getting back on it tomorrow I'm doing it tomorrow now but 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 hilariously the first time I did it I was in my garden but what I hadn't encountered for was a slight incline which when you're running feels like a freaking <laughs> mountain yeah. I'm, like, right, I'm not doing that and so I thought I'll just have to go up and down the street because you know I well I don't know why I decided to go up and down the street but I'm in the loop now and um but I sent a message on our on our um uh, street Facebook group saying, you know, just so you know, tomorrow I will be running up and down the street. You know, I'm sorry if it lowers your house value, um, <laughs> but you know, in case, in case you see me, um, just keep an eye and make sure I'm all right. And do you know what? When I was running, um, a couple of the neighbours came out and clapped. Oh, my first fab. time in the street. You it would have so made cool. my day to look out my window and just seen you going up and down the street. It would, I'd have just loved it. Oh, I do have a friend at the street actually who periodically will just kind of send me a text going, "Great job this morning! I saw you. You were doing great." And it's and it it really does help that stuff. It's, it it really does help. So now I you have inspired me to to get back on the uh, on the older catch five k horse. So um, I'm going to get back on that tomorrow. But my last question for you yeah. um, is: Do you still eat KFC, Jodie? I do. Or are you actually a complete no. stranger I to am- me now? I absolutely do um, and um, do quite regularly um, along with all of the other um, bad stuff. So, no, absolutely. (laughs) And I think for me, there's a saying that I um, saw once that said, you shouldn't run to eat. You should eat to run. And I thought, no, that's absolute rubbish. I totally run to eat. That's that's one (laughs) of my other reasons for running is if I run and I and I do all this exercise, then it makes me feel less bad about eating the KFC. So <laughs> absolutely. I couldn't give a damn whether it's good for me or not. That's the spirit. Do you know what I did for, for a little while, hilariously, I did have a personal trainer. I also find it very hard to say out loud. You said and, it very um, quickly then. Personal yeah. trainer. <laughs> yeah, you did. There's a thing about it. There's something mm-hmm. odd about it. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah I wasn't comfortable doing it I mean there was nothing about it that was comfortable certainly the actual doing of it was not comfortable <laughs> and uh, but I'd like be plodding up and down my car just going have I earned a bake or tart yet <laughs> just be like no keep doing it you fool that's, but I've done, that's brilliant things, actually is when you look at what you've done in terms mm. of you know if you if you look if you're looking at it from a calorie perspective and I'm not saying that you mm. should when you when you run but you know you come back after half an hour you're absolutely knackered you think that you now should be able to eat everything under the sun and you go oh I can't even eat a Mars bar like what's <laughs> wrong with this um it can be quite demotivating but um I think it, it, it's only if you're looking at it in you know from that perspective which um, I must admit I I definitely do sometimes okay which I absolutely will be doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, that's brilliant thank you so much Jodie that's that's such great insights and, and as I say you are an absolute inspiration um and your um insta if anybody wants to follow your journey and, and be inspired by you pardon sorry 
your your Insta, if anybody wants to follow you and be inspired oh, by you. Well, I do have a separate um, account, which is called Running Through the Fog, uh, which is obviously linked to the menopause, but I'm really poor at updating it, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to put that's some concentration into that, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's brilliant. That's right. No, because it is, it is amazing just seeing you in your garage when it's lashing down with rain, doing weights and all sorts of amazing stuff. It is it is properly inspirational. And I think I think if you if you have known Jody like I have, like the before Jody, um, it really is it really does make me feel like it could conceivably be me. I mean, I'm not saying it will be. Um I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that don't anyone expect. I'm gonna come and run with you. I've told you this. We can go and run the street together. Up <laughs> <Down> my street. <laughs> <laughs> be amazing thank you so much jody i really appreciate you coming on today i'm, I'm just gonna we just um sam and i have just got some uh got some more helpful little bits and pieces for people but um if there's anything that you hear you want to weigh in that by all means do um uh do kind of come in so so sam what are the what are the top tips for getting started i think the say? easiest thing is just put on your walking shoes Brisk walking is one of the simplest, low-cost aerobic exercises for perimenopause and menopause that you can do. So walking at a brisk pace is a great calorie burner, and it's also going to help with mood swings because aerobic exercise can help fight depression and anxiety, both of which are common menopausal symptoms. So you just need to warm up your body with a little light activity and a bit of range of moment and um, range of motion exercises, and off you go, really. Yeah, that's a yeah, great I mean, way that's... to start. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the power of the Couch to 5K, isn't it? And Jodie, you'll know this as well. But um, for the first little while, you are mostly walking um, mm -hmm. and you're just running very sort of infrequently for very short bursts of time um, because you are, it is about getting that heart pumping. It is about just getting getting you moving um, from literally from the couch. Um, and so JD uh, touched on earlier, um, talking about the benefits of exercise for our bones. Um, but you've, you've done some research on that. So what, what, is, what is the link between um, protecting and, and strengthening our bones and, and particular sorts of exercise, Sam? Yeah. Uh, after menopause, you, your risk of bone loss goes up. So getting the calcium you need and doing weight bearing exercises will help keep bones strong because muscle pulling on the bone makes the bone stronger. So weight bearing exercises um, result in denser, stronger, less fragile bones. Um, so for this, you could try strength training with weights or machines, hiking, stair climbing, sports such as tennis. Um, a note of caution on this, though, is unlike aerobic exercises that you can do every day, Focused strength training involving weights should work on various muscle groups. So just two or three times a week with at least two days rest in between. So not like the aerobics exercises mm. where you can do that daily. Apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> Give it a go. Um, <laughs> yoga combines positions with purposeful breathing um, and may be able to combat menopausal symptoms like stress and insomnia. And I also read um, that could give you a sex life a boost as well. One small study that I read about suggests that yoga can increase sexual function, especially in women 45 years and older. And the study said that after 12 week regime of an hour of yoga, followed by breathing and relaxation exercises a day, 75% of participants said their sex life was better. Just a little throw in there. Look at you with all your value added. That's amazing. <laughs> Anything to encourage. Yes, no, thank you. Always <laughs> terribly grateful. Um, so other other things that you might like to try. Um, 
include uh, what about Tai Chi? So Tai Chi um, is a martial art developed in ancient China and it's a really good exercise for menopause because um, it's it, it kind of hits all bases really. So it's sometimes referred to as meditation in motion and um, it had a bit of a had a bit of a moment I think in the 90s where there was um, in a lot of films that were made in the 90s based in New York there was always kind of retired people in Central Park doing Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a real old trope that you see a lot in films. Um, but that's because it has this lovely relaxation component that's so good for um, the anxiety that, as we talked about before, seems to come with, with the menopause. So the way it works is that while you're breathing um, deeply, you move very slowly and gently through a series of actions. And, and there are studies, um, several studies that have shown that Tai Chi improves flexibility and strength. Um, and other research says it can lower blood pressure and improve sleep. So it's definitely one to think about if you are having those um, those sleep challenges that we've we've talked about before as well. And so lastly, while these exercises um, aren't necessarily going to make you fitter, they might stop you weighing halfway through your run. So, um, so pelvic floor exercises are the key to all of this. So they involve contracting and relaxing the muscles of your pelvic floor um, because those can weaken as we lose um, estrogen during the menopause. So um, these muscles, wait for it, these muscles hold your uterus, if you still have one, um, and bladder in place. An alarming state of affairs. So, um, so as an exercise for the menopause, strengthening um, these muscles can also add to your enjoyment of sex because we have many helpful um, pieces of information about that today. Um, but it can also help um, certain types of urinary incontinence, um, as I said. So, if you're not sure where those muscles are, you're not quite sure what to do. Um, next time you're having a wee, um, stop um, in the middle of the flow, um, and that's that's you contracting it. That that's what that is. Um, that that's what you should be trying to sort of aim for but don't do it regularly while while you're weeing because it's better for you uh, better for your body to uh, to not practice during actual active weeing so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there that i didn't expect us to be talking about today it's about sex it's about weeing but here we are it's all good so um so Excellent. So looking at how, how managers can help us when it comes to exercise, I mean, short of actually making us go on runs, um, there isn't really much that, that managers could do for, for people with, um, in menopause. But one thing that I would say is to be a really supportive cheerleader. So if you, um, and my boss is great at this. So as I, I, you know, I am famously, as I've said many times, not the girl for this gig. Um, <laughs> but I have said sometimes, I've started Couch to 5K. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh, I get myself quite excited about it. And he is so brilliant. He's like, good for you. Great job. And are you enjoying it? Where are you going? How far are you running? Well, how long do you do it for? How does it work? And just being that kind of really supportive cheerleader mm. um, is so, so brilliant. Um, and it and it, it kind of makes, it, especially if you are naturally flaky like me, it kind of goes, oh, it's a little bit bright, dark, hot, cold, dry, wet. <laughs> For running today um there is a part of it that goes oh but what if my boss asks how i'm getting on with it i have to say i haven't done it for six weeks um <laughs> so so you know you can help help them be accountable in, in a way in a very gentle um enthusiastic way um and if, but if they do try something and and give it up um do try not to judge them it might just be that they haven't found that the thing that's right for them yet and, and at least they're trying things at least they're trying lots of different things when i used to go to boogie bounce which is on a trampoline um <laughs> which is brilliant brilliant fun Sounds and i went back and after, after i was directing no it honestly is it's great i mean it's hardcore. i mean i thought i was going to die on a couple of occasions but um <laughs> uh, but when i went after my menopause i after my um, hysterectomy i did kind of go away go no no i was very concerned i was going to lose a lung um <laughs> so just have to find the right thing for you um but as with all things menopause related as we've said before then please just 
be kind um, and be gentle and be patient with them. They're they're trying. They're really trying super hard um, in 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 many cases. So um so that's that's our our input for today. Um, talking about exercise. So thank you, Jodie, so much for joining us um, and for sharing your amazing transformation journey. Um, so as Jodie said, you could follow her fitness journey at Running Through the Fog on Insta, and she's going to be updating it all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time she's going to be on it like a loon it's going to be amazing um so thanks again for listening so please like and share the podcast with anyone who you think will find it useful if you are a manager thank you for listening and for supporting your people in this way um it will go a really um great way to ensuring that you have a really inclusive and safe workplace for your colleagues going through the menopause and if you're going through the menopause yourself um, look after yourself take care be your own best friend, be your own best advocate, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. As we said, if you'd like to follow Jodie on Instagram, then you can find her at Running Through the Fog. The Couch to 5K app that we talked about is available from all your usual app stores. And if you're interested in some more um, impactful but fairly quick uh, exercise regimes, especially for menopause, there is an exercise uh, guru, I guess, on YouTube called Lucy Wyndham Reed. That's Lucy W-Y-N for November D-H-A-M for mother and read is R-E-A-D and she's got some great little short burst uh, exercise uh, regimens on there that you can do daily that are specifically to target uh, menopause and all its attending issues. So for now, take care, look after yourselves and we'll see you again soon.